This is Business Savvy Mama, episode number 45. Five questions with a mom entrepreneur featuring personal stylist Amy McBride from Closet Confidence. Welcome to Business Savvy Mama. I'm your host, two-time mom and two-time entrepreneur Christy Lingo. I'm here to help you find your happy as you juggle all the things that come with life as a mom and a mom entrepreneur. In each episode, you'll find actionable steps to help you manage your time, work productively, and create a healthy and joyful mindset around working from home while parenting. And you'll hear inspiration from other mom entrepreneurs about where they thrive and where they survive in their efforts to balance work and home life. I'm so glad you've joined me today. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thursdays and Thursdays here on the Business Savvy Mama podcast. I mean, we are talking five questions with a mom entrepreneur. And today I am talking to fellow Columbus resident and mom entrepreneur, Amy McBride of Closet Confidence. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super I'm exci- excited to he- be here chatting with you. Well, I'm excited to talk to you all about your business. But first, I always like to learn a little bit about the guests, sort of their background, their family. I obviously know where you live. I'm very familiar with it. But um, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your family and your background. Yep. So yeah, like you said, I'm out of Columbus, Ohio. I have a husband, Kevin. I have two young kids, so they keep me very, very busy. They are the best buds most of times. Um, (laughs) We also have a rescue pup who we decided to get about a month before my daughter was born in a very, a very well thought out uh, decision. Um, I work full time. I actually work in finance. I'm a CPA And then I run my personal styling business, Closet Confidence, on the side. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I giggle knowing that, like, my husband and I often look at each other after the second child. Like, the first time around, we were like, oh, we got this. We totally got this. Then the second one came and we were like, what were we thinking? We had this figured out. And then we threw this into the mix. And on top of it, you threw a puppy into that? Like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, we got this. And, you know, funny enough, we laugh that our dog, our dog, Mickey, he might be the most difficult child. Not that our kids are that easy necessarily, (laughs) but... He's a bit of a high anxiety, high energy dog. So, but he just kind of helps keep, I think, the whole balance and equilibrium and in, in check with the family. You mentioned you have a nine to five, but also have this personal styling business. This is awesome. I love that you're juggling so many balls and we'll get to how you're doing that here in a minute. But yeah. tell us a little bit about why you started your styling business and um, sort of exactly what you do for your clients. Yep. So I have always loved fashion and style. I mean, if you look at pictures of me from when I was four years old, I was putting on crazy outfits and wearing things different ways and putting things together. So it's always been just something that I've enjoyed in my life. And, you know, fast forward to my adult years, as I entered a career in finance and accounting, I started really using the way that I dress as kind of a confidence tool for myself. So one, it was kind of a creative outlet from, you know, days of of spreadsheets and meetings. I really used it as a way to kind of dress the part as I was navigating this new time in my life to dress like the person that I am, but also kind of as the professional that I was, was trying to be. And so as I kind of progressed in my career, I really kind of grew just that style sensibility and 
started kind of sharing that with others, just kind of naturally and organically. And I sort of had this idea in the back of my head that, hey, maybe there's other people out here that could benefit from this. And I sort of always tucked it away. I never really took it all that seriously um, until really when I had my kids. So about a year and a half ago, my daughter had just turned one. Uh, my son was two. My wife is as busy as ever. And I was looking for ways to make my life easier. You know, what kind of things can I outsource? What kind of things do I not enjoy doing that someone can help me with? And found that, gosh, I wish I could do something where I could help busy moms make their lives easier as well. And I kind of had this like aha light bulb moment where I thought, oh, you know what? Like this personal styling thing that I've kind of been thinking about for years and years can actually do that too, because I want to help people have confidence in their daily lives as moms, as professionals, whatever is important to you. So you can do what matters to you and feel really good doing it. And so once all those ideas kind of came together, I just decided, you know, as busy as life is, and I already have all these other balls up in the air, like, let's just throw another one in. And so that's kind of where Closet Confidence got started. I love that it became your creative outlet because as you were talking about how you are into finance and spreadsheets and all those kind of very logical things, I love that you were able to use your creativity and express yourself through what you were wearing. I love that. And the idea of giving moms both sort of a a shot of confidence, because I think we kind of get in a rut. I will 100% admit that I am in the sweatpants and cardigans rut right now. It's just, it's easy, it's quick. But if I had somebody who could come in and be like, here are five super easy mix and match outfits for you, that would be, you know, like that would be super beneficial. So I love that you're, that you're able to take that creativity and help moms, but also sort of use it in your day-to-day life in, in your career also. So as an entrepreneur, what do you feel like your greatest strength is? No, I think that passion, really. I think that especially as an entrepreneur, it's hard, right? I mean, it's, there's tough days. And I think if you don't have that passion really driving your your why, that's what really keeps you motivated to to keep going forward. I think also for me, and you kind of touched on this, the combining of kind of the the spreadsheets and analytical angle with the creativity, I think bringing all of those things together has been a real strength in my business because I am not your typical stylist. I didn't go to design school or I didn't work for any of styling companies. I really took my experience and my passion and the way that I connect with people. Um, I think it's so important that we all feel like ourselves and special. And I feel like I really kind of see people. And so bringing out of all of those things together, I think has been a strength in doing what I do and doing it well. I think being able to incorporate your vision with somebody else's vision, because, you know, I see this often when I was uh, working as a professional organizer, a lot of the people I would work with would also have interior decorators. And I think that sometimes in a similar vein to stylists, they do what they think looks good, but it may not be the personality of the person that's there. So I love that you're able to use that sort of analytical side of your brain to really source out 
what it is that that person wants and needs from their clothes, but then also sort of put a little flair into it and add their personality into it. So I really, I love that. And I love that you've owned that part of you. Yeah. And that's been such a big part of my process that I really start with getting to know the person. So understanding just what does their life look like? And especially now the times we're living in life looks way different than it did say nine months ago. Um, And who are they as a person? Like the first question I will ask someone is, you know, tell me about you. How would you describe yourself? And then we'll get into how would you describe your style and who do you find inspiration? Because it really has to go back to who they are as a person before we can even start digging into what might work on them from a clothing standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. What's their lifestyle like? Um, how active are they? How you know, do they feel? I hate button ups. Like if yes. you tried to put me in a button up, I would be like, uh-uh, girl, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all got our little quirky things. You know, it's so interesting things that we just don't like. And sometimes it's even getting over something that you might have in your head. Hey, I don't like this. And I might bring a different idea. Well, have you tried it this way? Sometimes yeah. the answer is still no, but sometimes you might discover something that you didn't think you liked or didn't think worked on you and you just needed to try it a different way. You just need that outside perspective. Yep, exactly. Okay, so we all have things that we're really great at, but we also have parts that we could probably work on a little bit. So when it comes to your life as an entrepreneur, what is an area of growth that you're working on? So I think for me, and this goes to being an entrepreneur, but probably just life in general. And it's really that letting go of what people think. And it's not to say we shouldn't value the opinions of others, but that it shouldn't dictate our choices and it shouldn't maybe override that passion. So I would say in the early parts of launching this business, I really struggle with that a little bit. Am I too old to do this? What will my colleagues think? Will people think that I am not serious about my, you know, my day job career? Um, What do people think of my style? If they don't like my style, will they not want to work with me? And so there was just kind of a lot of that. And I mean, I obviously push, push through it, but I think it's a, I think it's a work in progress. Um, You know, I do quite a bit on social media as well, just to, want to be able to reach more people and put inspiration out there and just as a marketing tool. And, you know, when you're putting yourself out there, as I know you do as well, right? There's that element of, oh my gosh, all these people, some that I know personally, many that I don't, and what are they going to think about me? And at the end of the day, like you can't please everybody. And I think the sooner you probably find the people that you're not for, then the quicker you're going to find those that you are. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, so I struggled more with the people that I know than the people that I don't know. And for some reason, I I don't even know why it's an issue. Like I will get out in front of people I do not know all day Uh long, but for some reason, my coach called me out on it. And she's like, why don't you ever post your own stuff on your Facebook page? And I'm like, oh, nobody in my Facebook page wants it. And then when I started doing it, I was amazed at the reaction. I was censoring myself. And so yep. you're a hundred percent right. Even after 12 years as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I still have the, you know, get a little hives when I'm trying to put my own stuff out there. So I think that that's so true. You just have to own it. And chances are like 99% of those people that you know are going to be super supportive yep. of you. And if they aren't supportive, chances are they're just jealous that you're doing something that they wish that they could. Yep, so. exactly. That's an interesting phenomenon now that I think about it. I've been the same way, kind of a little bit of that block and the people that I do know. And you're right. It's 
it's all in your head because typically they're very, very supportive, but there's just something that maybe it feels a little, a little scarier because they actually know you as a person as well as a business owner. Right. Right. I think, I think it has something to do with maybe if you're good, then it's awesome. But then they also will know the side of it if you aren't so good. So, Uh uh, but you know what you gotta, there's no reward if you don't take the risk. Right. So then you just got to have to remember that. (laughs) All right. So you are fairly new to the entrepreneurial game, but I am sure that there are some lessons that you've already learned that if you had to go back and restart your business over again, you would be like, Ooh, I would totally do that better next time. Mm -hmm. What would you do over if you were starting your business over today? Let's see. I think probably when I think about balancing business and personal life, if you think about that never ending search for balance, that doesn't really necessarily exist, but um, it's been a lot of trial and error for me figuring out just how to navigate that. I think early on, I felt like if I wasn't working in my corporate job and I wasn't around the kids, I should be working on my business. And I kind of took that approach for a little bit and then I got super burned out and then I needed to really take a step back and take a break. Then I kind of shifted to, I need to put a ton of structure around exactly what I'm doing when, and then I realized that wasn't totally me either. And then I've kind of now settled into, okay, I need to definitely be intentional around how and when I'm working on my business and what I'm working on, but to give myself kind of a little flexibility. Um, And it's certainly a work in progress. You know, I think as soon as I thought I kind of had, had figured it out, you know, then the pandemic happened and then it was like, (laughs) oh, my kids are going to be home for six months straight. So like that went out the window. Um, So maybe that's even a broader thought in terms of, you know, things to keep in mind when you're starting a business, I think it's having some flexibility and really kind of like evolving. Um, You know, I've had to evolve a lot. I went from being primarily in-person services or I'm, you know, in someone's home, in their closet, and I'm helping you see how a piece of clothing fits on your body. And we're very close proximity and had started a little bit doing some virtual services already back around the beginning part of the year. Uh, but then as the years progressed, obviously the, the in-home option um, was not available anymore. And so really kind of adjusting to leaning into what does that virtual world look like and kind of continuing to think about how I can best deliver in an environment that maybe it's not ideal, but then you also learn that, hey, there's also some really great benefits to something I would have maybe not fully pursued otherwise. Yeah. I love that you're able to find the positive in this crazy year, because I really honestly and truly believe that those of us that can lean in and pivot and find those positive points or those shifts in the business in this crazy environment are going to be the people that come out ahead at the end of all of this. And I think you're so right about everything being trial and error. It's like my, my parenting quip that I always give people is the, the best advice I can give you about parenting is as soon as you figure it out, everything changes. And I feel like that's the exact same thing with entrepreneurship, because especially as a mom entrepreneur, you are going to figure out a schedule that works perfectly for you. Like we were just riding high this past year. Both my kids were in school all day long for the first time. I had five days a week of working. It was amazing. And then boom, pandemic, kids home all the time. Can't go into people's houses anymore. What do we do now? And so again, light on your feet, pivot, 
figure out what works, lean into what is positive, research what you can make of it. And I think that you'll be better for it in the end. And I love that you've been able to do that. Okay. So my final question for all the mom entrepreneurs that I talked to is what is your best piece of advice for that juggle struggle that you were talking about? That balance, that mythical unicorn that we are searching for. What have you found that really works for you and your family? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's being intentional and I think it's carving out time for the things that are really important and giving yourself permission to spend time on those things that maybe aren't your business. So I will tell myself certain, certain evenings, like I'm just not working tonight and I have to make sure that works with different deliverables and things I have going on. But to the extent that it does, it kind of gives a sense of relief and gives you sort of that mental break that you need and the ability to be present, you know, with your kids or with your partner or maybe for yourself, right? If you just need to mentally check out and watch some bad TV, I think that, yeah, just telling yourself and giving yourself permission to sometimes take those breaks and focus time on other things is really important. And then it allows you to focus when the time comes, when you are going to work on your business, I think it allows you to kind of be more mentally in the game, focus on it. For me in the mornings, I'm just more productive. I'm more with it. I don't love getting up in the mornings, but once I'm up, that's kind of when I'm most creative. I can get my most work done. So I try and really focus my work around that and carve out that time to work on the business. And it's nice too, because then you're not missing the time with your kids if you're doing some work before then. Yeah. I, you know, I just did a podcast on the difference between what's urgent and what's important. And I think that sometimes we, we don't do enough of the important stuff, which could be family time. It could be self-care time. It could be exercise. It could be meditation. It could be whatever important looks like to you. And we get so caught up in that hamster wheel of urgent, whether it's urgent for you or it feels urgent for your business because you need to make money or it feels urgent because you need to get it to a client. But we we deny ourselves those important things or those things that are gonna help us to fill our cup. So I think that that's a great recognition that you have that- it's okay to do something for yourself. It's okay to play a game with your family or to take a night off because that's important work, which is just as important as the urgent work. And I think that that's a great example of how you can use those tactics, that urgent versus important, looking at your to-do list and how you can use that so that you can feel a little bit more balanced. Yeah, no, I think you're so right. And I think when you think about the important work in terms of your business, Sometimes it's easy to do the urgent stuff because sometimes the important stuff is the really hard stuff to figure out, right? It's the big picture stuff. It's the strategy. It's the telling people in your life about what you're doing when you're not comfortable doing it. And so I think it's really easy to get busy doing the other things. And I've certainly been guilty of that too. I think you did a podcast episode where it was like, eat the frog. Is that? Uh Yep. I love that. And I listened to it on a week where I was, I was doing that. Like I was just keeping myself busy doing things that were not unimportant, but probably were not the most important thing. So that's probably just a good piece of advice in general is to also focus on the important stuff in your business and just to take action, like just to do it. I um, am a bit of a perfectionist. And I think some of those kind of accountant tendencies of being very analytical and having all the facts behind everything can really kind of hold you up. I know they do for me. And so sometimes you just have to 
do the thing and take action and stop researching it and figuring out if it's the right thing and just kind of, just kind of do it. Yeah. You know, my motto that I have lived by for a very long time is leap and your net will appear. And it's about just about sort of like, yeah, you can, you can analyze everything to death, but eventually you just have to leap and trust that that net will appear. So I think that that is a really great bit of advice for any mom entrepreneur that's out there. That's stop thinking, take action and do those really important urgent things first so that you can spend more time with your family, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it has been so lovely to connect with you. If anybody is out there and they want to connect with you from wherever they are, where can they find you online and on social media? Yep, sure. So you can find me at my website. It's yourclosetconfidence.com. My Instagram handle is also yourclosetconfidence. I am also on Facebook at Closet Confidence LLC. I post a lot on social. And so you can see a little bit what I'm up to in terms of my clients, some inspirational things. And I'd, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Of course, we will have links to all of Amy's website and her social media in our show notes, which are available at business businesssavvymama.com slash podcast. Just search for Amy McBride. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Christy. Hey, are you tired of spinning your wheels, of working long hours but never getting ahead, or maybe feeling like everything is two steps forward and one step back? I get it. That's why I've created Your Priority Recipe. It's a free, downloadable system with all the ingredients you need to help determine your urgent and important tasks, the things you need to do for your work, home, family, and self. And when those urgent and important tasks are done, you'll have time, space, and brain power for those other tasks and to spend plenty of quality time with your family. To grab your free priority recipe system and my trim your to-do list flowchart, you know, just in case you aren't super clear on what your priorities truly are, visit priorities.businesssavvymama.com. That's priorities.businesssavvymama.com to pick up your free priority recipe today. Thanks for listening and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes I have for you to help you find your happiest mom entrepreneur life.